Genre. Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future Part 3, one emergency breaking minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And joining us this week uh, is Chris and Dave from Star Trek Minute. Welcome, guys. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Almost almost said Wrath of Khan Minute, which isn't true anymore. (laughs) It is not. It's old news. (laughs) Yeah. It's old news. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, guys. We had you on last season for an episode, and now we got you for a whole week. So, yeah, I don't, it's exciting. Five, five days, man. That is a, that's going to be a stretch for us. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Right. <laughs> Has there ever been a show that changed, like, on television that changed its <clears throat> name, like, during its run? I don't know. I am almost positive there is, and I can't... Uh, I think... Like a sitcom, didn't, probably. Didn't, didn't, yeah, didn't Ellen start out as the Ellen DeGeneres show? Like, not her daytime talk show, her yeah, sitcom. Yeah, the sitcom. Yeah, that mm. sounds like it's true. It had or it had one name, maybe like more of a generic name, like yeah. My Friends and Neighbors or something yeah. like that. And, and then, then it, then it became Time Magazine's Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres show. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what right. What about uh, Battlestar Galactica? Didn't it change to Galactica oh, 1980? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. Well, that, but, As the same, was it the same show or was it like a no, reboot kind of thing? Well, it went off Secret the air for a while and then came back yeah, on. I don't, and then it came back. All right. So I was, I was yeah, because yeah, because I was like, because if you're running those rules, then Star Trek has done it a ton of times. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> they keep changing everything. <laughs> we win every seven years. They change everything. <laughs> uh, so uh, today we are going back to minute eighty six. Which starts with Marty watching through the window as Doc is pulled into the street and <laughs> ends with uh, Clara hitting the emergency brake on the train. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this is uh, we, we've been slowly referencing it. It happened a few times with Hal Lublin, uh, but we are we are really getting I'm getting some major Gangs of New York vibes from this minute. Really? Oh, wow. when, the, when they're just dragging him out into the street to like kill him. Oh yeah. And like I guess everyone's true. Everyone's just watching. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I haven't I'm seen not that. doing anything. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I'm, oh, I'm gonna have to see, watch that now. I'm gonna have to watch that again. I just watched yeah. it on Amazon Prime, wink. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh he's been referencing it for three weeks now, I think. Yeah, I know you can tell, you can tell <laughs> yeah. that, I just, that I just watched it because it hasn't left my brain yet. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, so Buford basically comes up with the ultimatum. Uh, he's going to kill the blacksmith if Marty doesn't uh, come out. I don't and, think I've ever heard you call him Buford. Yeah, Mad Dog, Buford, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So human. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's true. I guess he's more, he's more monster than man uh, now. Point. Yeah, he's like he's like Gaston right as he was like inciting the mob. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um so uh, this uh he gives this ultimatum which right off the bat I just I, I feel like I don't know he's already late 
Like, wouldn't you just wouldn't you just kill him? Like, why do you care that whether he's not coming out or not? Like, wouldn't you just kill Doc and be like, and now I'm going to kill more people if you don't get out here? Yeah, that was that was actually the first note I had is that Tannen is yeah. very patient, isn't he? Because he yeah. already yeah. he already gave him what was to the count of ten to get out of the bar. Yeah, right. And now he's now he's like, I'm going to give you a minute to decide. <laughs> well, like yeah. I think he's stalling. So Buford's not really an honorable dude. I mean, he's a bank robber, robs trains. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't he just walk in the bar and just shoot him? Because that's he- not uh, that's that's not how it's done in the old west. Well, it's against yeah, the law. It's, it's, it's the code. Of the it's West. the code of the old West. The code of the uh, West. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay to steal from you know people on trains and banks and stuff like that. That's okay. How could he call well, yeah, himself a How could he call himself a cowboy of Mumesa if he did that? <laughs> yeah. It's only a showdown if it's in the street for everyone to see, and I think that's the other part of it. Is he wants to? He doesn't just want to kill him. Yeah. He wants to put him in his place in front of Cause everyone. Because like, cause like, what sounds better? Oh, like Mad Dog, you know, gunned him down in the in this middle of town in front of everybody, or he he murdered a guy in, in but, his sleep. But he's willing to shoot the blacksmith. He's willing to shoot yeah. Doc right in front yeah, of everyone. Yeah. So, but like, but that's yeah. different because like, I I feel like if he goes just murdered him in his bed, that would be like, oh, that's not cool, Mad Dog. It would break that. It would break that thin line. <laughs> does Tannen? Does Tannen oh, know no. Doc Brown's name? Because he only calls him blacksmith, right? To the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. No. I. I well, I mean, maybe Buford doesn't because he doesn't care. Um. But uh, everyone else knows him as Emmett. Um. And that's what was on the gravestone that right. uh, Marty found in 1955. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, True. Yep. No. But what, what's more interesting, though, is that. When Buford uh, gives out that ultim- ultimatum, Doc says, save yourself, Marty. Forget about me. Save yourself, Marty. And I just feel like at that point, everyone should be like, what the hell is he talking about? That guy's name is Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> that is like his pet name. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Who's this Marty guy? Yeah. I feel like people in the West would change their names. <clears throat> yeah. A lot. You know, like like in this town, my name's. Curtis. True. It's like that old joke, and and I always try to be frank and earnest with women. In New York, I'm frank. In Chicago, I'm earnest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That old (laughs) joke, I said. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No no judgment to you. Judgment to whoever came up with that joke. Oh, okay. Um, mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. It's... uh, I well, well, only having one minute to decide. I I feel like Marty. I mean, I I don't even feel like. It. I think we have plenty of em- evidence to back this up. I think I think Marty works best under pressure. <laughs> yeah, he's like, always seems to be when he's at his best. Yeah, man, he's yeah. just one of those guys that like he needs he needs a certain amount of uh, of flame under his shoe to get moving. You know, because mm-hmm. he's that when he's that's when he's not thinking so much. Right. And He's I a- uh I get that. I that's that's definitely who I am yeah. also. I I always, you know, when I when I wrote papers in college, like it was always 2 days before or later <laughs> before I would actually write it and then I would always get A's. So, Boom. you know, who's laughing <laughs> yeah. now? Teachers. Right. <laughs> That's just uh, and that's the thing is like it's one of those things too when you when you are that kind of person it's really hard 
for people who aren't that kind of person because they don't ever trust that you're going to do it. Sure. Like they never think you're going to pull it off. Like the kind Uh, of person that really like starts a project early and breaks ground with plenty of time. Right. That theoretically exists. Right. Uh, I do. I, just, I do like the. I like the way they set this up, though, because because you're right. That's. I think that's how we all we all know Marty. Like, oh, he's gonna figure something out, right? But when mm-hmm. they when they cut away to to Marty, you know, he's he kind of you know closes the curtain and then he's he just kind of looks he you know looks away from the window. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't look very sure of himself. And he, and uh, you know, I'm like, is he being thoughtful right now? Is he clueless about what to do? And uh, I've got I like that they plan. did that. Well, that's yeah. the thing. I don't. It does to me. It doesn't look like he has a plan. I'm like, oh my god. Uh, so really? It, I thought he was great... like. I thought he was squinting his eyes enough where he's like, he's sort of like, okay, I've got the starts of a plan here. I know what I gotta do. Oh, see, that was what I was trying to look for, and I didn't see it. I'm like, uh, I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, I think yeah. when he first when he first turns around, he definitely has that wide eyed look, like, oh crap. And then he sort then of he, think, he, he, yeah, then he, he, he he changes he, he a little bit. Focuses on something like. He when when he turns and he is confused. He's it looks like he's looking around for something, and then he focuses on something and squints his eyes. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Almost like Clint Eastwood. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I almost wonder if the uh, if what was going on in his head was that like Doc called him Marty, and he comes away from the window. He's like, "Why do you call me Marty? Like every, everyone, <laughs> hey, is, geez, I'm Clint man. Eastwood around here." And hey, then he was hey, like, hey. "Clint Eastwood." He's like, Clint Eastwood, that gives me an idea. <laughs> Eastwood, you say? <laughs> hey, hey, Ixnay on the Marty, eh? Yeah. <laughs> That's not even Pig Latin. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Marty, eh? Marty, eh? That's Canadian. Ixnay on the Marty, That's Canadian. That's your Michael J. Fox right there. Ixnay on the Marty, eh? Yeah. I uh, but I do like that because last week we saw him, what you know, dive into this into this building, uh, in a in a in like a rain of gunfire, um, and he hits that stove and the stove door hits the ground, but he doesn't really like look at it or anything. He just you just notice that it happens. Yeah, and and now mm-hmm. he's obviously looking back and and spotting it on the ground or something. Um, and remembering that Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah. Yeah. Where you really play it squint, old Squincy. Right. Old Squincy. Squincy Jones. Oh. Producer. Of I hope that was the man with no names name. I don't want to say my name. What? <laughs> Squincy. Squincy Jones. Squincy Jones. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Squincy Jones. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the train. And uh, we have we have Clara in and I, I you know we've already talked about it several times but ah uh, this dress is amazing um <laughs> this dress this dress and this hat is, are like it's so good I love it oh uh, yeah I mean we've look we so, we could have a whole like a whole separate Patreon exclusive episode about this dress I know <laughs> it's it's like she's the only one wearing color it's like everyone mm-hmm. else is in, everyone else is in black and white and she's in. She's in color. Oh. She's from Ple- she's from Pleasantville. Like she's the one yeah. that's in color. Yeah. Oh and yeah. It, and, and again, it's such an example of storytelling through craft, which is something that Scott and I come to again and again on the show. Is like what the what the what the costume designer and the you know production designer like it the all of the color and energy in the in the shot is directed at Clara or coming from Clara. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it just it immediately catches your eye. It's really, really savvy. Mm-hmm. It makes her look special. Because mm-hmm. everyone else is wearing like faded, boring clothes. Mm-hmm. And she's she's kind of like, uh, we're kind of dealing with like Deadwood, she's all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. A little bit. Um, so what I like about this scene is uh, this uh, uh, barbed wire salesman behind her. Um, a guy who has... only sells DVDs of barbed wire. <laughs> um, he he has uh, <laughs> the apparently Anderson classic. Um, he uh, he's been talking about this guy that he saw in the bar that's was uh, really upset about a breakup, and you can see on Clara's face that she's hearing this, and it's not crossing her mind who this could be. She's just thinking, yeah. Me too. Same. You know, oh, like, I hear you, sister. Yeah, she's because she's just got this like look of dread on her face. Like she's listening to the story and being like, oh, my God, whoever this is knows exactly how I feel, too. Uh, it's so good. It's uh, Sarah. It's almost a little bit hacky, but it, then it stops. Like it rides that line really well. Yeah. I get I get distracted by the scene, and I think it's only. I'm sure you guys have talked about this, right? Uh, I kept thinking about Westworld. <laughs> oh, oh sure, yeah. it's come up. All all the scenes, uh, yeah, all the scenes you keep seeing on the train in Westworld, and that's that's why uh-huh. every time I've watched this minute, I keep clicking back to that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and when you watch it on freeze frame, it it reminds me even more because mm-hmm. she's just frozen right now. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> impressive how that show is really captured the zeitgeist's perception of what a western is right now and really a Mm -hmm. real short amount of time it's true it's very true um absolutely yep it's replaced a lot of stuff oh yeah uh so there's this really i love this just this really great acting choice by mary steenburgen where she hears her name and whips around and is really excited and then gets this look on her face like, okay, don't be weird. Don't be <laughs> weird. Yeah. I was totally thinking that. Excuse me, sirs. <laughs> Dear sirs. <laughs> it's, oh, it's so great. She's just been an absolute joy to watch in this movie. It's just, uh, it's in these little minutes where, or moments really, where she really does seem like the perfect companion for doc mm-hmm. oh yeah like because she kind of has those obsessive little outbursts too i'm yeah, just waiting for her to say 1.21 gigawatts 1.21 gigawatts uh-huh. yeah oh my gosh that would melt my brain <laughs> oh man i i you, you know, know you know what vibe i got which is i don't i don't know if you um I got a Jessica Rabbit vibe from her. That move she made when you said, you know, don't be weird, don't be weird. She, she looked like she was getting ready to flirt with them. That was my initial read on it. Like oh, the kind of like the kind of like slinky shoulder. Yeah, yeah maybe exactly. Maybe that's just maybe that's just a directing bit of on Robert Zemeckis's part. Maybe, like, maybe it might be subconsciously how he like directs his ingenues. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't it's know, quite, I, I, don't just, I don't know if Jessica Rabbit counts as an ingenue. <laughs> I mean Kathleen Turner does and the the uh model who played uh Jessica Rabbit on the set does. Oh okay. Yeah. I just mean I don't know if she's like is she a fatal? Is that a different thing? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess that's true. Fair enough. Um 
But uh, in any event, any uh, film school professors listening to this scared away in. Clara is uh, after she composes herself. She asks, "Does was he really tall with great big puppy dog eyes and silvery flowing hair?" Which is incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I would never think of Doc Brown's hair as silverly flowing. It, yeah, it's amazing. It says so much about what she sees in him uh-huh <laughs> love is blind yeah <laughs> like what we see is him being like a real a real goofy goober is is you know she sees being a real dreamboat mm-hmm. yeah i uh i just i really love that and i love that it that line comes right after her composing herself because she doesn't want to come off as weird is he is he the most beautiful man in the world no he's christopher <laughs> lloyd it's a point of fact Uh, I know um, so I know that Christopher Lloyd was was in uh, Search for Spock which is you know the movie you guys are covering next Um, but I gotta like you know taking that out of the equation I think out of everyone else in these movies I think I'd want to see Mary Steenburgen in a Star Trek movie Oh, it's like or start uh, or or like the new TV show or something. Like I, she would be great as like not. I would love her to see her be the perspective of someone in that world who isn't in Starfleet. Like, like oh really? Because I was thinking Doctor, not, not an officer. Oh, yeah, I was. Oh yeah, doctor. I, I was. Yeah. I was yeah. picturing yeah. kind of like um like Kirk's wife, how she wasn't in Starfleet, but she was like a scientist. Oh, like like imagine if imagine if like Mary Steenburgen played like an ecologist or like a conservationist. I imagine her like defending some kind of planet. That's like mm. plant life. She's like, don't blow it up. Mm. It has feelings. I don't know why she sounds like <laughs> Patty from Doug. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see her being yeah. a tough as nails admiral. Oh yeah. Mm. I don't know about that. I, no? yeah, I mean, I, I can see it cause I watched justified and she was a crime boss on that. That's very true. Um, I haven't seen that yet. I, I never got yeah. that far. Yeah. So I've seen her be mean and she mm-hmm. pulls it off um, mm-hmm. way better than you would ever think that she could. I don't know. She really puts the foot down in Step Brothers when she makes Will Ferrell get a job. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just I love Mary Steenburgen. I just think she's so good in this. Um, and uh, I can't uh, I, I love this scene. I think this might be like one of my favorites from her because like everything else with her going forward after this is an action sequence like there's there's no other like character stuff really with her um the rest of the movie this is like the end of uh clara as like a normal human character and she turns into like an action star the rest of the movie right i still remember I, I, i just don't remember her emmett call to this day Mm-hmm. So amazing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, what there were you could have say? been more. Uh, no, there could have been more Clara in the film. I, I, I thought, absolutely you know, she does. There's mm-hmm. just there's it's missing a little bit. Like oh, they could have done just a yeah, a little bit more with her and and yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been great. Absolutely, think so. It's one of the it's one <laughs> of the main reasons I think that I I wouldn't have been opposed to a part four. Um, would have just as an excuse to get more Clara. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. 
like part four at the time, not like now. Sure, right. the part four that would have come out <laughs> in like 92 or 93. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, exactly. like that's kind of the, the fun parts about the video games and the comics and, you know, the supplemental canon of Back to the Future is these great female characters that were kind of underserved in the in the movies kind of get new life in other media like i love mm-hmm. i love the alternate jennifers that we're seeing in the video games i love the clara in the comics that, that we're reading um so it's like it's like a small it's like a console consolation that mm-hmm. you know yeah the way that she says emmett is like it's just this perfect whisper exclamation yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, because she's you can tell she's just talking to herself, but she's also like really excited about it. She's, and so she's like yelling it. But yeah, yeah, I don't it, know. It's, it's perfect. I love it's, it. It's just the side of camp. It's like very gone with the wind romantic. Mm hmm. Now it's really good. Um, and then that uh, that e-break, I, I feel like this train is not going fast enough for the. The huge uh, reaction that it gets to breaking. I mean, this is this is like an Enterprise just got hit by yeah. a photon torpedo kind of <laughs> reaction. I was going to say, it's crazy that anyone on the train could do that. Well, that was my question. Like, was this, is this, it just seems odd that exactly. you would have that at that time period that you would have this. Because like, yeah, the, 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 I mean, this isn't like a bus in Chicago. This is like a train in the West. Mm-hmm. And just one person yeah, my, has, my the, has was, the power. I, uh, <laughs> I I love that this happens in movies all the time. People pulling the brake, you know, grabbing the brake mm-hmm. and yanking on the brake and stopping the train. Can have you ever been able to do that in real life? Is that a thing you can do? No, like in the in uh, <laughs> all the buses and stuff that I've been on that has one of those. It's just a sick. It just like lights a up a signal for it's the like driving. Yeah, yeah, to hit the hit the brakes. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe it used to be like that. And then they got rid of it because people abused it. <laughs> exactly. Cause We're I imagine causing trouble I, I, all the time. <laughs> well, cause I imagine, I mean, look, if you're going to rob a train, all you do is you, you put one of your men on the train. You wait until the train's in the middle of nowhere where you want to rob it. You have them hit the brake and then you get on the train and rob it. I mean, you're just, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, it's <laughs> the perfect crime. Yeah, exactly. Damn it. So, so uh, maybe God they just got it. rid of it after this. Um, but uh, anyway, um, I think that's all I got for this minute. What about you guys? I am yep, good. I hit all my notes. Nice. Okay. Well, boys, right. we got a, we got a long week ahead of us. <laughs> well, uh, oh, yeah. we will. We will be back uh, tomorrow, uh, guys. Why don't you tell people about uh, Star Trek Minute and your uh, your your plans for the future? Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, we are we are uh, Chris and Dave from Star Trek Minute. Uh, we started out uh, covering Wrath of Khan and uh, wrapped it up uh, a few months ago, and we're on hiatus right now. And uh, we're gearing up, doing our research, and get ready to come back and do Search for Spock. Um, so we should be coming back out, I would think. I don't know, soon for summer? AKA uh, Scott Corelli's personal favorite Star Trek movie. True. <laughs> Excellent. I didn't know Excellent. that. I don't think I know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's my personal favorite. I don't I, I am aware that it is not 
the best one, but I can separate in my mind like the best and my favorite, you know, like just like the Star Wars movies, like Star course, Wars yeah. will always be my favorite, even though I know intellectually Empire is the best one. <laughs> um, and that's how I feel about about Search for Spock. There's just something about it. I love so much. So, uh, all right. So very cool. So uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, if you haven't checked out Rathacon Minute, you have a full movie's worth podcast episodes to go back and listen to and you can hear nick and i on uh the best three minutes of the movie um <laughs> if by best i mean saddest um <laughs> exactly <laughs> the tear jerking in this moment yeah uh so go go uh, check that out at uh star trek minute and uh we will be back tomorrow to talk about minute 87 bye everybody goodbye bye